What's up, everybody? It's All-Star and World Series champ Nick Swisher here, and I'm stoked to tell you about my new podcast, The Nick Swisher Show, right here on Podcast One. If you know me, you know I've worn a lot of hats in my career, and each one of them has had highs, lows, and a whole lot of learning in between. And that's exactly what I'm bringing to this podcast. You're going to get crazy interviews with athletes from their struggles to their successes and all their unbelievable superstitions along the way. You're going to hear from hometown heroes that are stepping up to the plate and making positive change and influences in their communities. I mean, we've got scientists, coaches, comedians. I'm telling you, whether you're an athlete, a parent, a coach, or just looking for a little energy in your life, then Home Plate is right here. It's old school soul with new school vibes. It's the Nick Swisher Show, coming soon wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we talked to Indy winner, that is Indianapolis 500 winner, and in also two-time Indy champ yeah. as well, Will Power, interesting guy. Get into that. Some first driving impressions on the new Z car. The new Z, yeah. Cool. As well. First, there's Geico. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Get it on, got to get on. I'm to get it on. And welcome to CarCast, Matt Pearl. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. What's going on, man? Hello. Uh, man, there's a lot going on. Getting ready for uh, SEMA. It's a big week in SEMA. And uh, as you know, we've got a car on display out there. You're going to be out there. Goldberg's going to be out there. And yeah. Shifted Steer Guys are going to be out there. And <laughs> going to be in, uh, going to be a Wise Guys with uh, Josh Wolf, uh, stand up comedian, and Carrot Top yeah. as well, doing a show. Uh, Later show, Wise Guys Comedy Club. That'll be on November 2nd. Uh, and so, Matt will be hanging out, too. I'm going to come out there. there. Yeah, uh, Aaron Hagar, Brad Fanshaw, Michael Anthony. Oh. He's coming to hang out with us. Good. Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at my sheet. Uh, Will Power, Indy Champ, is going to be uh, joining us in a couple of few as well. I was uh, walking down the back street here. And um, I park over at the other parking lot, and then I come walk around here, and I noticed a brand spanking new Z car. That's me. And <laughs> because of my powers of observation, <laughs> I I walk down that street all the time. I see the same old clunkers and guys yeah. like sleeping in their car. A lot of lot of eating lunch in the car. Yeah, back there, and I see this brand new Z, not a three fifty, not a three seventy five, but a. 470. This is, oh, it's just called the new Z. The new Z. Yeah. And I stop and I look at it for a second. Mm-hmm. I go, who the hell around here is driving a new Z? Now, you never park on that back street. Right. I was told we can't park in the lot anymore over there. Oh, who told you that? Because I, I just parked there. Oh, I don't, I, um, I, I think, uh, Nate had mentioned it to, oh, okay. Well, I just parked there. So now you always park in the lot, yeah. but now I see a car in the in the street, and now I have to make a decision. Yeah, did well, that looks like Matt's driving that car? And on you the didn't other, see anything in the lot? On the where other you hand, uh, I don't know where Matt is, and I yeah, I didn't see. Although I didn't really scan around, I just jumped out of my car. But uh, 
That's the new Z. That's the new Z. I just got in it, just started driving it, so uh, uh, still working out the impressions of it. But, uh, you know, manual transmission, 400 horsepower, 3-liter twin turbo. Um, I think it's priced well. Uh, the one I have is got a few options. It's priced about fifty grand, um, and it's 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 cool. And it 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 scoots around pretty good. I think it's a great jumping off platform for modifications, which I think is kind of the idea for a car like that uh, as well. And you know, it's got some of the um, some of the original bones from the three seventy Z. You have like the BRD the BRE like signature edition, like one of 50 of the BRE cars, the 370Zs. Um, I know you like driving that before Monterey, right, because it's got a manual transmission in it. I haven't given up on <laughs> trying to drive a yeah. stick. But, yeah, yeah, uh, no, it's a it's a good car. When when my car was down for a while, I drove that thing for a while. The 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 main takeaway for me in the, the manual shift car is uh, a – how low you're sitting compared to yeah. what you're normally sitting, the height you're normally sitting. And then B, I forgot that I drive with a coffee mug and a cell phone and I'm <laughs> yeah. doing a lot of knee steering right. with that thing. Right. You have to kind of plan for driving a stick yes. car these days. You do. But it um, this new car also has the same button on the dash where it has the rev matching and you can turn it on and nice. off which is kind of a neat feature my mustang has it as well um but this button being there because what what it's fun to do is take a few turns with the rev matching on and then turn it off and see how how close you can get to the computer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so y- y- now it has co- kind of like a coach with mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. Um, which is i thought was kind of uh, a neat idea now a lot of what's underneath the car is similar to the 370Z. So I don't know exact like part numbers, but I believe a lot of the suspension modifications and stuff will fit up on this car or at least minor changes. Like there might be a new part number from a company going, oh, well, you know, we did the damping different on this coilover system, you know, so it's kind of like the 370Z, but now it's for the 400. I, w- I would imagine with the twin turbo and the three liter, one could flash that thing and do a couple of semi-light mods without cracking the block or anything and tack on another 80 horsepower. Oh, yeah, they're getting they're getting that for sure. I forgot the name of the, the company, but... Um, uh, I've been following them, and they've been doing some some tuning upgrades and in intercoolers. There's like twin intercooler setups, and it's you know the base is 400 horsepower, and they were getting like 511 or 519 or something. And, yeah, you know they dr- took it out to the drag strip. This car is like four point something, four point two or whatever, zero to sixty. They put slicks on it, um, or maybe just a drag radial on it with their modifications, and. And they were running like two nineties in the you know two point nine seconds uh, on you know with the zero modified car zero to sixty. That's and, quick. And uh, I forgot what the zero what the quarter yeah. mile time was. But well, you know, back in the day, you'd get one of those cars, you take it over to Stillen and uh, Millen's uh, stuff, yeah. and uh, he would supercharge them. Right? He had a good. Yeah, I think he would supercharge them before there was any turbo or any non natural right, aspiration stuff. Um. 
But having now the twin turbo is, you're right, it's easier, right, because the turbos are there. And now you're just kind of turning up the wick or maybe doing an E85 tune or a 93 octane tune, a little bit of intercooler before you even really get into the motor. Right. Like you can open up the intake and exhaust. But you could probably get away with, with a hot little emissions legal tune. Right. Yeah. I You know, I think the New World Order is you buy one of those cars for forty. Seven thousand yeah. dollars, and then you put three grand into it, or five grand into it, or whatever you put into it, and you're still around fifty, and you get five hundred horsepower in a nice package. Yeah, and if you wanted to set it up for the track, um, there's going to be tons of of parts available for that, or if you just want to set it up as a hot street car, and it gets the looks. Like even just, I just drove it for the first time here to the studio, and and probably three people. Uh, on on the freeway, we're all sitting in traffic, bored, and people come up and give us a thumbs up, and and like, yeah, here we go. So I'm seeing a sign that says uh, Will Powers here, but I don't know where. Oh, oh there, there he there he is. <laughs> uh, well, he just popped up. Hang on a second, Will. Let me just uh, take care of a quick uh, piece of business here. Better help. Now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp, training your brain to stay in problem solving mode when faced with a challenge. Well, that's that can be tough, but a therapist can help you become a better problem solver. And uh, yeah, I think what one thing we've learned from this little slice of history is uh, you got to get your head right. We you get your head right, the rest will follow. Better help, convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with one of twenty five thousand therapists after filling out a brief survey, and switch therapists anytime you want. So when you want to be a better problem solver. Therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash carcast. Do it today and get 10% off your first month. So you're already getting the savings by doing it online, and now you get another 10% off. That's betterhelp. That's betterhelp.com slash carcast. It is betterhelp. Will Power Indy Champion is uh he's won the indianapolis 500 as well but he's also been uh indy car series champion 2014 now his second one 2022 good to see you will will's it's a- uh yeah, yeah thanks for having me on yeah thank you our uh our pleasure congratulations thank you very much yeah no it's uh it's pretty cool to to win another IndyCar title in my 40s. Uh, it's uh, beating these young kids in their 20s. It feels pretty good. <laughs> it, was, it was an exciting season in that uh, the end there was was kind of a, a run for the championship. There was uh, quite a few people in contention with points. Yeah, it was, uh, it was five guys that could win it in the last race. So it was uh, definitely... Uh, a tight, tight affair all the way to the end. Literally, I did not feel safe until the last lap <laughs> because Newgarden, who was the closest to me in points, was, was uh, you know, if I was to drop out or something go wrong, uh, I wasn't winning it. So it was, it was, yeah, it was a, it was a very enjoyable victory for that reason that you, it was very hard fought. Do you, uh, you like the ovals or do you like, the road courses like for me when i see indy going to sonoma 
Didn't they go to Sonoma this yeah, they year? Yeah, go, they go to Laguna Seca as well. Oh, Laguna yeah. Seca. Yeah, Laguna Seca or Sonoma. That, for me, the road course is is the most exciting. But, of course, you don't get the crazy speeds that you get it on an and oval. And the spectators, like, for the Indy 500. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, it depends on, the on the, you know, all the ovals are different, to be honest. You, you get a track like Iowa, Iowa, which is very bumpy. It's like a little ball ring. It's pretty short oval, high banked. Um, that's a lot of fun because the car moves around, you know, versus a super speedway, which is like almost fingertip driving, like every little increment of steering matters and gusts of wind affect you. It's quite daunting. Uh, so every track we go to, including road and street courses, they're all different. Um, but yes, road courses require, a, I would say that a road course, a driver can make up a lot of difference where an oval, you must have a good car. Like it's all about the car, car setup, which is a talent in itself, giving the feedback to understand what you need because you can't really drive around an issue on an oval. If the car's loose, you, you just can't drive around. You simply just, you're going to be slow or you're going to crash. So um, two very different disciplines. Yeah, I'm guessing aero makes a much bigger difference on some of those super speedways versus yeah. Laguna Seca, which is, you know, shorter and tighter. And maybe on that front straight, you get up to 160 seven or something i'm trying to think of what you'd get to it's a short straight yeah you probably uh get to a higher speed going down the back straight at sonoma go through that flat out chicane you probably get to like 170 yeah i would say yeah there's yeah i haven't raced there for a while actually but now they've resurfaced it it's probably a little faster yeah they're resurfacing laguna seca as well so by the time you guys get out there yeah. again it should be a little bit different track do you guys have to worry about that is it when they resurface it does it take a certain amount of time to kind of work itself out maybe the oil's got to kind of come up and get washed off or or like how how quickly do you guys want to attack a fresh track it that is true actually yes the oil comes out of it um it's it's yeah the tire doesn't shred so sometimes you get blisters. You come in, they still look brand new at times, um, depending on the finish. We had, we had that at Texas when they resurfaced it. But I, I, I tell you, like at Laguna, the track is going to be significantly faster with the resurface. Yeah, I knew like, it. I mean, <laughs> we were just talking seconds. about that. I was yeah, there two weeks faster. ago. I was there two weeks ago going significantly slower in my Datsun 510. Yeah. And I knew – I knew it yeah. had to be something other than the driver. <laughs> Definitely not the driver. <laughs> yeah, no, you're going to knock seconds off your time when they resurface it. It's so it, it makes for great racing because the tires degrade so much with the surface that it has now because it's so weathered. But the new surface, I mean, man, you're going to be wide open in a couple of those corners where you're, you're sort of having big lifts now. So, uh, yeah, it, it will be seconds faster for us. I'm going to... I want to say about five seconds a lap, which is really? nuts around. Wow. The oh, that's that's what I think. About five seconds a lap, yeah. That's uh, sig- significant <laughs> yeah. on on that track. Yeah, it's, 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 but it's funny. The la- I was complaining that last time I was there. Now this isn't in Dotson five ten, Will, so don't laugh. But the 
the last time I was there, I did a 146 or something, and this time I was five seconds slower. So <laughs> Will's math holds up very yeah. nicely. Yeah. Uh, of well, course, Adam is like, what's everybody else running? Is everybody else going slower? I, everyone was going slower. Yeah, they, they said yeah. Uh, we just left the track, and they said we left on Sunday late afternoon, and they just said uh, they're starting tomorrow morning tearing this track up. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah, no, it will. It'll be. It'll kind of. It will make the racing not as good, unfortunately, because you won't have the big degradation. You won't have the mistakes from such a, um, you know, abrasive track with tire degradation, like the tires dropping off, seconds a lap as well. So, we kind of, like, they were going to do that a few years ago, and I, I remember speaking to the. I was the the one the owner of the track, whoever runs. I said I wouldn't do it. I'd. I'd leave it. It it makes our racing great, um, but it, it. I think it'll be fun over a single lap. But as far as racing goes, it won't be quite as good. It's interesting that that's what you guys are looking for. You're kind of looking for challenges within the track itself. I guess to challenge yourselves as drivers and your team, as you know, as strategists and and, uh, and I don't know, kind of purposely looking for a wrench to be thrown into the into the system. Yeah, and that's exactly right. That's why abrasive old tracks, old surfaces that chew the tires up creates a lot more strategy plays. You know, when the when the tracks resurface, it's good. There's no tire dag. Everyone goes to the same lap because if you try to, you, you know, if you try to undercut, you're going to lose because you're coming out on cold tires and heavy fuel. And the guys out there are still running. The tires haven't degraded. They're just lighter. Um, the fuel has gone down, so you, it's really no strategy play. So yes, it, old tracks make for good strategy. I mean, it just it adds a lot into the mix. You can go long, you can go short. You can do a four stop instead of a three stop. Um, you know where you where you're always on better tires because honestly, the tires drop off something like three seconds a lap, um, which is massive. Did, yeah, uh, so you brought up uh, Texas, but. Is, is Indy ever go to Coda, or are there is there any plans to go there? We we went to Coda. Yeah, I think we raced there once, or oh, maybe twice. We raced there once, um, but uh, yeah, it was yeah didn't didn't last long. You've got the Oval there in Texas in uh, in Fort Worth, so I think having two races in Texas didn't work, and they wanted to keep more ovals. But to me, Coda was. We should be there. It's one of the best racetracks in the country. Very technical, obviously very modern. Um, so it's a, it's it's disappointing that we don't go there. What about um, internationally? I mean, you're from Australia, right? Yeah. The um, Australia is big. Uh, they like the the V8 cars. The crazy. <laughs> if anyone wants to go on YouTube and watch crazy ass racing, watch some of that. Uh, I guess it's Australia v8 stuff from the 70s or maybe yeah. the 80s a guy's just going insane in in cars but um you know there's a there's a australia's big for motorsports and you know england is big for motorsports and you know in football american football a couple of years ago they said well let's play a game a year in england 
and they started then then they said let's play a game a year like in Mexico and they they go to these soccer stadiums and they line out an NFL football field and they they go international and they seem to be getting more popular and they draw a good crowd and and stuff like that uh where where does Indy go does Indy go anywhere and what's are there any plans for Indy to go international we should we should absolutely go international because I, I believe we should go to Mexico. We have a Mexican driver, um, Pato Award. They always get a, a, you know a huge following. Um, I raced. I remember when it was when the series was split, and it was called Champ Car, and there was IndyCar IRL. When we did Champ Car, you get a massive crowd at Mexico City, the track there. Um, you know, we had a couple of Mexican drivers in the series and. It, I mean, that's an easy one for us. It's, it's, you know, it's not air freighting the cars. You can drive down there. So, I feel like we should go to Mexico. Australia on the Gold Coast used to be one of the biggest races that we had. I mean, you get three hundred forty thousand people over a weekend. Um, it was, it was really well supported by the government. It was a, it was an amazing event, and it. it it was as big as the Formula One Grand Prix back then uh, in Melbourne, Australia. So it was disappointing to me that we stopped going there. And I I don't know the financials of it all and why we don't, but we should. Yeah, it seems like it would be exciting to go. I mean, you know, I, I also see like F1 making more strides in, in the United States. Uh, what's your feeling on that? Do you feel like that takes a little away from IndyCar or is it something that you support? I I think like it blows my mind how big Formula One has become. Right. And it's, and it's all because of Netflix. Yeah, that's and what everybody keeps saying, yeah. yeah. It's the perfect, perfect timing. Perfect timing. Everyone's locked down. Um, everyone's getting, you know, Netflix subscriptions and, and there it is on the uh, homepage, uh, Drive to Survive. Uh, and it's great for motorsport. It's great for open-wheel motorsport. And, uh, you know, I think IndyCar needs to capitalise on that. They need to – we need to have a reality TV show. We need to start putting a lot more money into marketing because – we can piggyback off what Formula One has done, even if you get a fraction of uh, the fans that they have. So I think it's it it gives you some great insight to what you can do these days with uh, what's available, uh, you know, through Netflix, all these uh, online platforms, and um, and yeah, they they they've. If you look at the crowd at Coda, um, if you look at the crowd at Miami, and it's going to be the same in Vegas. It's, it's, it's huge. Um, and it's purely because of Netflix. There's kind of a disconnect there because, you know, they're getting, what, 450,000 people over the weekend at the Grand Prix down there in Austin. But the TV ratings are no better than IndyCar. So it says to me that people watch the Netflix show and they go there for the event and they want to see the stars, and but they don't necessarily – they're not necessarily big race fans, like purists, purists of understanding the racing, watching the racing, um, which is interesting. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it certainly it certainly has brought a lot more of the younger generation into motorsport, which is 
which is good for us because we should capitalize on that. We need to go. We need someone in there pushing for that. Yeah. And uh, all the drivers feel the same. We want to we want to see IndyCar really grow because it's such a good product. Yeah. Speaking of Indy versus uh, F1, you know, so F1 and Indy both run the Halo now, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Indy mm-hmm. runs the Canopy with yeah. the Halo. Yeah, they have which, a screen. Which uh, F one doesn't run, and I'm not sure. No. I'm not sure why one why one is better than the other, or maybe it's the yeah. well. They both have pretty high top speeds, depending on what the track is. But uh, are there any? Is it all Halo? Uh, sorry, all Canopy all the time now. Um, it is every yeah. track. And yes. how how do you yeah. like running the Canopy versus back it's, in the day uh, and the Halo? Oh back in the day when it was just a windscreen huge safety improvement huge huge biggest safety improvement since almost the seatbelt or the roll hoop um you know the last two fatalities in indycar would have been prevented had we had the windscreen we have the windscreen and the halo we have both um and so it's an, an incredibly strong structure there that that normally was just your head hanging out and uh, I am surprised Formula One hasn't got the screen because just a, a little M plate, like a little piece of carbon that that uh, uh, one of the oval races, not a fast oval actually, it was a short oval, so it was like the same speed that Formula Ones do. The M plate of a front wing came flying off a car and it ricocheted off that screen that we had and then hit the roll hoop. And if you saw the indentation in the roll hoop that that piece of carbon did, it would blow your mind of the force that it has. So for me, it's 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 it, it will happen at some point if Formula One doesn't have a screen. And when I saw that crash down the back straight between Alonso and uh, Lance Stroll, just a piece of that carbon can get someone in the head, and then you know you're having a real big issue. You you, you know someone's getting seriously injured or worse. So. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't done that. I, I really am because just it it does protect you from a, a big piece of debris if it's dead center or it doesn't fit in that gap. But some of those small pieces that can still get to the head of the driver. So I I think that they should <laughs> honestly, from a safety standpoint, they should run the windscreen because we have no issues with it. It's extremely safe. And, uh, yeah, now we've run it for two years with no problems. Yeah, that's a good point. It's an interesting because when you first put something like that together, you you know, I'm, I'm sure the, the safety teams, the powers of be, are thinking, well, it has to still be open cockpit. We don't want to take that away from it. And, and we want to protect from, you know, a tire or something coming at you because that's a big, heavy component. You don't think of something like a lightweight carbon fiber winglet as you said uh, yeah but that thing coming at you at those speeds is like just oh. might as well throw a knife at somebody i think it's gonna slice right yeah. through anything it's it's coming yeah. at yeah yeah, well, yeah. I, I wonder you know there's certain things in sports like in baseball they use wooden bats mm-hmm. you know they don't need to use wooden bats actually the wooden bat is for safety because the aluminum bat sends the ball another 50 miles an hour at the pitcher if it if it does go that direction off the bat it's actually dangerous 
in the other direction from a technology standpoint. But anyway, there's there's certain like traditions and I you know, maybe F one just has the we are open cockpit and this is as open we're closing it a little bit. I'm wondering yeah. if you walked up on the two cars, Indy versus F one, and you examined the halo they look the same, but are they manufactured by the same place? You know, does does uh, Dan Gurney make the same one for F1? I'm only saying that because they make Tesla composite yeah. stuff over there last time yeah. I toured a shop. Is, is it physically the same? Have you walked up on both of them? Uh, I don't know if Formula One uses carbon fiber for theirs because ours is not carbon fiber. And we're thinking titanium. about carbon fiber. Oh. Ours is titanium. Oh, titanium. It's titanium now on IndyCar. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. It's made by Red Bull. Really? So Red, yeah, Red Bull's, uh, I, I don't know, the engineering side makes the IndyCar uh, halo. And, uh, well, Red Bull were the ones that tested the windscreen in the Formula One car. And I'm going to say the reason that Formula One didn't go for the windscreen is because Red Bull had developed it and it became political. And you know how it is. The other teams thought that they may have some sort of advantage or they're the ones that came up with it, so we don't want it. Uh, <laughs> I reckon there's a little bit of that in there. And now IndyCar has it. They're probably like, well, we don't want to be like IndyCar, so we'll just keep it unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just, well, it seems like if Red Bull makes the halo, then it's the same one on the F1. Chris, see if you can figure out if it's the same. It's hard. to they, They're shaped the same. They're both you know, sort of matte black, but it's hard to – Hard to tell beyond that. Um, Matt, go ahead. Yeah, so I was just wanted to go back a little bit to the beginning because Adam was talking about racing Datsuns, and I want to say, like, maybe some of the first racing you ever did in Australia was in a Datsun. Is that right? Oh, yeah, Datsun 1200 Coupe, yeah. What year yep. was that? Uh, what year was I doing that? Yeah, were you, race, were you uh, racing the Datsun? Well, both, uh, was, I guess, the car and the year. Yeah, the year I was uh, Probably like 96, in the mid-90s, I was racing that Datsun. So the Datsun would have been a 70s, say 1970, late 97. Yeah, Datsun, 1277, 78. 1200, yeah, Fastback. Yeah. We used to call it. Yeah, they raced, um, yeah, they, they raced a lot of those cars. Yeah. They, they sort of, they, they weren't, they didn't look like a 510. They looked like a 710. I, I I think I just wasn't sure how prevalent they were in Australia at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of Datsuns in in Australia. Okay. You see them all over the road. Yeah, yeah. And then you had the Datsun sixteen hundred with the with the independent rear suspension, um, which would have been similar in the seventies. I think they used it as a rally car uh, at at some point, but that was a really good Datsun as well. They raced, um, God, let me see. I'll try to think. Electromotive, I think, raced those. They raced a lot of those, and they raced them out here, too, sort of in after the 510 and mm-hmm. after the 610 and sort of before the bigger Z cars. Uh, they, were, they were in there. Yeah. And you don't see them. We don't see them at the track at all, Yeah, that basically. Era, well, that era hasn't really made it too much into you know the vintage racing it was already a struggle to get the 510s accepted <laughs> as a as a as a class but uh, how did how did you end it. up in one of those cars 
Well, there was uh, there was a there's a short they call it a short track series around where I lived. I'm from a small town um, in Australia, Queensland, Australia, called Toowoomba, and they had a series of about six dirt road courses. And uh, yeah, everyone had all sorts of different cars, but that's yeah. I started, yeah. I just I'd been racing go karts, and my dad had raced speed what we call speedway before, which is just like you know dirt track over here, ovals. And um, that's yeah. We just bought a couple of those short circuit road course cars and started racing. Bit of fun when I was like sixteen, fifteen, or sixteen years old. Were you? You and your dad wrenching on them, you know, during the week and yeah. racing them on the weekends? Yep, yep. I used to prepare all my race cars. Um, even when I got into open wheels, rebuilt my former Ford, I used to do all the engine changes, all the gear ratios, the setup on it. I'd tow it to the track myself. And, uh, oh, yeah, here's a picture of me sitting in the dash. My wife just bought it. No, oh, yeah, look at that. Wow. <laughs> 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 yeah, but uh, – uh, yeah, I used to. I I became a pretty good mechanic, um, having to do all my own work because I didn't really have the money to to pay a team or anything. So, yeah, it was uh, it was good, good, uh, good grounding because I understand how everything, absolutely everything, works on my Indy car. I could totally work on my Indy car, and it helps give feedback to the engineers. And and honestly, when I think back at those days, I. I'd go to work at 7.30 and be home at 4.30. Then I'd work on the car till 11 at night. And that would be my that'd be my every day. And, it, and I look back on those days as the, the best times. I, I really enjoyed myself. You know, I was just working and racing and um, constantly busy. And, uh, yeah, that, it was uh, quite enjoyable. You know, not everybody racing today is is quite as mechanical, maybe turned wrenches on cars as a kid and stuff. But... Uh, are are you still a, a car guy? Do you have do you have cars? Like, what's in your garage? I I'm uh, I'm not a big car guy, but I do. I have a GT2 RS, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the the with the Wysock package. I have the the uh, uh, pace car from winning the Indy 500 in um, 2018, uh, which is a is that what is it? Is a ZR1? That it was the best. Yeah, Corvette. Yeah, and uh, so they're the two cars that I have that are sports cars. They kind of just sit there. Um, but I, I found, I found my uh, a, an open wheel car. One, it's like an F three thousand car. I won a championship in Australia in. And I've got my dad's going to give me the first ever race car I drove, like uh, Formula Ford, and I found my rookie winning Indy car. So I'm going to restore all them. I love working on cars and. I'm more of that sort of car guy, old race cars yeah. more than than uh, street cars. Yeah, that's kind of our vibe over here too. Did that Datsun 1200 have an L motor in it? It was uh, it was a 1200 motor. I don't know what what uh, might what, be what L. Most L? of them are Ls or Us. Oh. Chris, let's see what a 1200. Let's see what a Datsun like a 77 Datsun. 1200 had it. You get a 1200 or you can even make them a 1400. Um, But yeah, it's just a, in the class I ran, you you had to remain standard, stock standard, so you couldn't do much to them. Just had to obviously single carby and um, standard engine, basically. 
The um, <laughs> trying to we're trying to figure out what the difference between the halo is. <laughs> if the, well, the we same saw the pictures of the two, and they 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 do look a bit picture. different. I mean, yeah, uh, they do. Uh, they both got that thin uh, center, you know, arm down the middle, but. Uh, yeah. The Formula One has, I don't know, it looks like it kind of pitches up a little bit higher for to not block the view, and it's thicker all around. So yeah. they're trying yeah. to kind of like make it a little bit thicker to to make up for the lack of windscreen, where what you guys have is uh, looks more like you know like a fighter jet cockpit with the you know with the fasteners all around the top. It, so yeah. yeah, they're a little different. It, one looks like an inflatable it, like the, a the noodle. Car one is called the Aero Screen. Yeah, I mean, no, they definitely have different names. I'm just, I was curious whether they were, they were the same thing. And did it take a little getting used to to drive with that stripe down the center uh, of your windscreen? The stripe wasn't an issue. It was more the claustrophobic feeling you got. Um, it's got to yeah, be like hotter was, in the car. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot hotter. And you weren't used to kind of looking like you're stuck in a bubble. Like, it, it, you, it, it did actually, yeah. I know a few drivers suffered with that when you come in and you've put a, you know, you've done a, a yeah, six lap qualifying run or something, and just your heart rate's beating, you're steaming hot, and you're strapped down inside that uh, capsule. Um, yeah, a little bit of that feeling, but man, I don't even notice it now. It is just so normal, not when, even a distraction. When you when you first test something like that, I, I'm guessing. Maybe there wasn't as much air even planned for the car. Like maybe now, like looks like in front of the halo on the front of the car, they've got kind of these uh, air inlets that maybe go into your area. But when you first test it, maybe that wasn't even there. You guys probably all got out of the car and go, uh, "There's no air in here. We're burning up, and we gotta get we gotta get some airflow going in here." Yeah, they added vents. Um, they've also come up with a really good cool suit that fits in the car, which makes a big difference. It's a little little uh, device that, that sits in the front nose there where it gets some air, and then you've got all these tubes wrapped around you in a in a vest, and yeah. it makes that makes a big difference. It cools your core temperature. Yeah, I didn't think uh, about that. I wasn't sure if you guys used the cool suits yeah. or even allowed to use the cool suits, but I guess I guess yeah. you could. Yeah. yeah, no, that was good. That was uh, well worth it. I'm still waiting on my cool suit pass of the weekend. The, like from, the cool cool move of the day or something. In your- I was awarded a cool <laughs> shirt for the cool pass of the weekend in a Trans Am race, and uh, that was five years ago. I've not, <laughs> I still have not received it. I go to the mailbox every day looking for my cool <laughs> suit pass of the week shirt, and it still has not arrived. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, right, Trans Am's become huge again. Huge. Trans Am's like, been, it, been yeah. picking up, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like 40 cars. They raced at Nashville with us. It was like 40 cars. It blew my mind how big it's become. It's become big in Australia as well. I think they got like 30 cars down there. It's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, Australia should love Trans Am just because their heritage is those big V8 cars. Yeah. And Trans Am is just big, uh, just big V8, just big time. I mean, the sound, the look. You know, it just they they have yeah. they're just such such cool 
pieces. I'm hoping I can get back in one of those <laughs> again. Uh, last time had a little mishap at Laguna Seca. I won't, I won't bore you with Cause the Because they details. didn't repave yet. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> they got to repave. Adam got out of the car. I was like, repave this Re- shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Will, let me give you a plug. The Willpower Collection. It's available at redlineace.com. And also, you can shoot them a tweet or an Instagram at 12 Will power uh thanks for joining us will um hope you can come back soon and tell us all about how great things are going in indy yeah no i uh i really appreciate you guys having having me on and um yeah look forward to next season and hopefully i get to come on your show again that'd be cool and congratulations again on the championship and uh we'll, hopefully we'll see you at uh at long beach uh, the grand prix of long beach in uh, in april that's an event we always like to go to yeah. All right. Yep. Well, I'll, I'll look for you guys there. Willpower. Thank you very thank much. You. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let me tell you about uh, HelloFresh. That is uh, America's number one meal kit. Farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip the grocery store and let HelloFresh Make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, 25% cheaper than takeout and less expensive than uh, grocery store shopping, too. Ingredients travel from the uh, farm right to your doorstep in under seven days. So you know everything is fresh, plus pre-portioned ingredients cut down on food waste. It's pumpkin spice season, by the way. Check out the selection of fall-inspired items from the brunch kits to a fall dessert board and... uh, You'll find everything for autumn occasions. It is. And by the way, these guys are great. I subscribe and uh, I tell uh, Olga, my nanny, to cook it. But it is delectable. <laughs> just follow the instructions. Am I right, Matt? Yeah. Just go to HelloFresh.com slash CarCast65 and use code CarCast65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that's go to uh, HelloFresh.com slash CarCast65, all one word. And use the code CARCAST65, and you'll get 65% off plus free shipping. It's HelloFresh. It's America's number one meal kit. All right. Tonight and uh, tomorrow night, I'll be at Mike Drop in San Diego doing stand-up there and live pods there. So you can come out and uh, say hi. And uh, again, Vegas coming up November 2nd. We'll have all the boys in town for SEMA. And that'll be a wise guys and Kara Top will be up on like stage with me. I love that. I guy. think he's very entertaining to chat with. Like if you're going to interview him as part of the podcast, he's great to listen to. I shall <laughs> until next time, Sam Kroll. Oh, what do you got, uh, Motorator? Yeah, just uh, follow us at Motorator on uh, Instagram and stuff. We'll post uh, pictures and stuff of all the cars we've been driving and SEMA. There's going to be a lot going on in the next week or two. Until next time, Adam Kroll for Will Power and Matt the Motorator saying, "Keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel." For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.
Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Gather around for Halloween with Pluto TV's 31 Nights of Horror. All month long, Pluto TV is bringing you the best Halloween movies, shows, and more. Watch classic horror movies like The Grudge or The Blair Witch Project. Or scream along with your favorite stars like Ryan Reynolds in life. Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies and TV shows. The best part, it's so free, it's chilling. No credit card, no sign-up, no fees. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start screaming now.